Welcome to the Future of a Consumer in Retail podcast by SAP. In this second part of our two-part series, let's continue our bird's-eye view of the latest themes across retailers, events, analysts, and research. In this episode, we'll discuss leading retailer success in supply chain agility, the metaverse, sustainability, social responsibility, and retail technology. I'm Matt Gardner, joined by my strategic advisory colleagues, John Dano, Robin Barrett-Wilson, and Steve Mocklin, sharing insights from our combined experiences in CX, consumer products, retail, and technology. Picking up from our prior episode, robust first-party data is unquestionably a key differentiator in today's market. And earning customer trust by using data to make shopping easier also means that many retailers are focused on supply chain agility and transparency and how it interrelates with merchandise planning and demand forecasting. In the Sunday keynote, Macy CEO Jeff Gannett shared that they've totally redone their supply chain, rolling out small format stores, creating 35 regional warehouses, partnering to improve the last mile, and leveraging AI to diversify the countries they source from. Robin, let's throw this over to you. What other insights are you noticing in the supply chain? It's interesting, Matt. We saw many examples of companies really focusing in this area. And what's really interesting is that AI and machine learning lends to a lot of automation. But Jeremy King, an allocation leader at Coach, made the point that machine learning and AI technologies do not automatically provide value on their own. You really have to have an individual there who understands the business and really can provide a little bit of art to the science to ensure that it's accurate and it's really delivering the ROI that it's supposed to. And Brian Price, VP of Strategic Data Insights at PVH Corporation, noted that they believe human intervention is crucial for seasonal flexibility to ensure accurate and tailored inventory management across the ecosystem. Absolutely. And and I think that you hit on a critical point. Once optimized, and I'll repeat that, once optimized, modern AI and ML can absolutely make a substantial contribution to understand factors that impact customer traffic, conversion, and sales in pretty close to real time. Now, companies like Albertsons, Chipotle, and HEB, they're all leveraging technology partners for this. And Tyler Scott, who's a demand planning leader at Albertson, shared in a session that they discovered peanut butter sales can be impacted by weather. Interesting stuff. Now, another way to ensure customers are having a great experience is getting the brand closer to the consumer. Roxanne Flanagan, SVP at Walgreens, shared that they're improving their supply chain agility with real-time inventory updates via key partnerships built upon a chain of close to 9,000 stores, and they're located within five miles of 78% of the American population. In 2022, Walgreens fulfilled over 20 million last-mile orders for same-day services. The solutions have empowered them to offer pickup in less than 30 minutes and same-day delivery in less than an hour. Wow. Yeah, the last mile is getting crazy. And speaking of getting a little edgy, right, I did attend a panel discussion on the rise of drones. Leaders from Flytrex, JD Fashion, and Walmart, they were on this panel and they talked about how drones will see an exponential growth by mid-2024 in their belief. Drone retailization, as they called it, is happening in grocery and fashion and extending to community services such as hospital services. Walmart is experimenting with partners to even take returns back through drones. 
they're noting that the cost of drones can be brought down if usage scales, right? So anytime there's a new technology, you have to reach that threshold of usage where it certainly can bring down the costs. Yeah, definitely, John. Speaking of emerging technologies, virtual reality is becoming increasingly important as a marketplace as well. As an example, Roblox is a popular gaming platform used by 60 million tweens daily. It's proven to be a great place for retailers to experiment with engaging younger audiences who are spending more time in the metaverse. Dina Ferrero, SVP at Shiseido, noted, and I'm quoting, 2021 was a year of experimentation. For 2022, we were looking for the opportunity to create a bespoke, highly creative, visually compelling world. We looked at a lot of metaverse platforms that didn't have that, and Roblox did. Her company was one of the first to bring an avatar makeup look to Roblox in a virtual worldwide campaign launched around an island and resort theme with wardrobe for avatars that brought in nearly $20 million in limited sales. What other trends are we seeing around retail in the metaverse? John, I'll throw this one over to you. Ah, the metaverse. You know, it's interesting to see how this is really starting to evolve, right? Certainly leading retailers are using augmented reality, virtual reality to allow shoppers to virtually try on and purchase real world merchandise. Wild, right? Tommy Hilfiger recently held a virtual fashion show in Roblox, offered a virtual store where people could try on new clothes on their avatars. This Roblox user community is really passionate and opinionated, and they're really the experts. And it's really important for our retailers and brands to collaborate with that type of a user community. It's really valuable. And so a lot of collaboration going on in the metaverse. Steve, what do you think about this? I have to say, John, there is a huge learning curve here. And brand education is going to be absolutely necessary for success in this virtual marketplace. I think a key point, though, is that virtual reality can be both global and local. And the best demonstration I've seen with that is the Tommy Hilfiger pop-up store for the Mexican festival. And hopefully I don't butcher the pronunciation. Dia Los Muertos in, in Mexico City and in Roblox, as you indicated. Virtual goods present really compelling opportunity for real-world brands in the near future. This is exciting stuff. You know, Steve, it really is. I was lucky enough to have an article published recently about the metaverse. And there are a few things that brands should be thinking about when they think of the metaverse. So first, attracting younger shoppers. These environments do allow for new and collaborative ways to engage with a younger audience. And it really does introduce them to new brands that perhaps they wouldn't be introduced to if they were doing their normal shopping. Ralph Lauren's winter-themed VR experience and Nike's swoosh digital community is out there and really compelling. A couple of other things. This is really a great way to simplify and lower costs for launching an event or a new item or perhaps even a pop-up. Brands can use crypto technology to tokenize physical items like NFTs and make them available at an event. And then the last thing is being able to get out there and try new things and debuting new concepts and design and getting that real-time feedback. Brands can use 3D printing. Rothy's does a great job of this when they're trying to introduce new silhouettes and really trying to marry up that virtual and physical so that a rapid prototyping can happen, real-time feedback can happen, and you can actually get an item to production much quicker. 
So virtual reality is definitely here to stay. I think we're going to see a lot of evolution going on, especially because the hardware is pretty expensive right now. So once we start to see the hardware come down in costs, I think we'll start to see it more prevalent than even now. Yes, Robin, there's so much opportunity in this space. And as we're approaching the end of our episode, any final categories to touch on briefly before we close out? John, what are your thoughts? So certainly sustainability is increasingly important for retailers. And each retailer, the brand, the suppliers, they're all in different places on their sustainability journey, but it's impacting them all. And it's impacting multiple roles within organizations. So executives from Dick Sporting Goods, Saks Fifth Avenue, Target, and Walmart, they all highlighted how roles as diverse as merchandising, operations, marketing, supply chain, and of course, government relations all play significant roles in retail sustainability initiatives. Seventh Generation described how it worked with retail partners to understand which dimensions of sustainability are most important to each retailer's sustainability goals. And we heard consistently that sustainability is a journey. It's not a destination. This is a long-term thing, and it's really important to everyone. Retailers can leverage technology as well to enhance automation when it comes to regulations and providing more transparency to avoid slowing down services. And executives at Levi's and L'Oreal spoke about the importance of focusing on common sustainability goals in ongoing collaboration with suppliers. It's a network, right? Collaborating with suppliers is crucial for retail executives to meet their sustainability goals while still sustaining their operations and their growth projections. John, sustainability is a very hot topic, as you mentioned. And I do think that for those companies out there that are publicly traded, they're starting to see this as the next SOX compliance out there. But along with sustainability comes this social responsibility. And it's very much top of mind for retailers, especially because sustainability in the retail sector is more than just the environment. Customers today are really looking to retailers that support social issues. Is the retailer supporting a smaller suppliers, perhaps led by women or people of color and maybe even immigrant workers? This notion of being able to support artists' designs and offer them up to the consumers is really important. But the consumer wants to know who made this item and where is it from? Customers want to be attached to the brand and so do people who work for the brand. Is the retailer being inclusive and do they have a diverse company culture and being able to facilitate a positive and productive environment is really important. For example, Target's 15-year history of implementing diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies puts people at the very core of what they're doing, and it really ensures that their employees feel supportive. Brands can really strengthen their value by investing in socially responsible markets and initiatives. And at one point last year, I actually had the honor of interviewing some recent grads that actually were talking about how they want their local stores to really be like the neighborhood and really have the same diversity that you feel in a neighborhood that is in their community that's in the retail store. And they pointed out that's really important to them to be able to feel comfortable when they're shopping. So many companies are prioritizing efforts that really differentiate themselves to attract those customers and employees and the technologies out there to really support that. And that's really what's going to strengthen a brand's value in today's market and in the future. 
Look, retail technology is essential for companies to remain competitive. That may be stating the blindingly obvious, but I think it's worth stating it. Now, let me give you an example. Tracing sustainability impacts throughout vast supply chain and complex networks requires better systems for collecting, validating, sharing, and analyzing data. Now, you can detect another theme I'm calling out data. In a 2023 CEO survey, 95% of executives say the customer is evolving faster than they can change their businesses. In a recent consumer shopping survey, 90% of respondents believe technology will improve their overall shopping experience. So whether you're a fashion retailer like Express, leveraging data and analytics to optimize inventory management or perhaps a brand like Madison Reed using tools to track products from raw materials to finished goods. Technology with robust data empowers retailers with faster insights and enables higher quality customer experiences. Yes, completely agree, Steve. And I think that wraps up our episode. So thank you, everyone, for being on the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for inviting. This is my first podcast and hopefully it won't be my last. Yeah, it's certainly been a great opportunity. And I will say as much as I enjoyed walking the floor and going to sessions, I equally enjoyed seeing Matt, Robin, Steve in action at the NRF conference. So if you haven't seen him, get there next time because it's terrific. These are really talented folks. Thank you, John. Matt, thank you for inviting me again. I, as you know, love to talk about everything retail and fashion. NRF did not disappoint this year, and I look forward to continuing conversations with all the brands and retailers that I met with while I was there. That completes our two-part series on winning retail strategies for 2023 growth. We hope you enjoyed our bird's eye view of the latest retail themes. If you like this show, please subscribe to continue getting the latest retail insights. Leave us a review to help us reach more people like you and connect with us via the show notes as we're here to support with emerging retail strategies. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to the next time here on the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. SAP.